we're recording. And so, this is Tyler. This is Lenny. And this is Jaxie. And this is the Lenny and Tyler show. And um, we're just sitting here outside of Lenny and Jaxie's home. Just had some dinner together. We're a day late on our podcast. A dollar short. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) True. And um, I guess so. On this show, we're gonna listen to something that we that Lenny and I recorded um, four years ago after just starting after just starting it, and I'm pretty sure. It was just after the gallery, the first gallery dinner that we did. Yeah, with mm. Josh and Scotty, I think. I think so. Yep, because you guys recorded after you and I returned all the tables and chairs. We were and sitting stuff. out by the yeah. if house. Yeah. Area. yeah. Yep, because all the tables and chairs went back went to, back to that community that, center yeah. that was over on yeah. South Side. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna listen to that here in a second. Um, but before we get to that, is there a, is there a Jackson minute? I mean, I don't have one pre-recorded. But I did listen to the last episode, and that was with Emma. Yep. Yeah. And the house quote. And, oh, right, yeah. No, I can't sum it up. You guys really just need to watch all eight seasons of House. Okay. And then you'll get to that episode, and then you'll know all of the details. So that would be probably the most effective use of all of our time. And then we could discuss it. So. Mm-hmm. And then Emma was spot on. I am a queen. <laughs> Among men. Among everyone. And, yeah. Um... I'm blanking on some other... You got a tattoo today. Thoughts? That had nothing to do with the episode. I know. I did get a tattoo today. I got two tattoos today. Stay out of her two minute, twos. Lenny. Mm-hmm. Two twos. And there was... I I, I will do a follow-up. Maybe yeah. maybe you lucky we, listeners will get to hear a double minute next time because there was... I had a lot to say on that last show. Did you? I did. We ended up getting... What did we get in... We ended up getting into... Uh... uh that uh, you've been in heaven or in hell the whole oh, time. Oh yeah, retroact mm-hmm. retroactively justificating yeah. or justificating <laughs> retroactively justifying events. Yeah, that something can happen that yeah. that kind of rewrites your own perception of your own history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and a little bit of stuff from the Great Divorce. Mm-hmm. That was good. So yeah, hopefully people don't. Well, I, I don't care if people get annoyed by me reading no, things. No, it's great. No one does. Okay, well. I've literally I'm, never heard anyone be like, I like it except Tyler's <laughs> Always reading. Bits. No, it's great. If you do hate it, send us an email at... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just kidding, at gmail.com. Oh, I know, because I got really excited about doing an ad, a real kind of ad oh, for... Oh, yeah. For Mythosol. For For Mythosol. <laughs> I absolutely loved your intro to the oh Jackson Minute with the kids. Like that was that. all them. It was so great. So just so anybody knows, like this listening to this from now on, we've decided that we won't listen to the Jackson Minute okay. until we're recording right, live. Then. So that yeah. yeah, and so it just like <laughs> made me laugh so hard. <laughs> but I like see, I don't know. We I like I wish that there was a way to have it. To where I guess if we were to listen on on uh, headphones to the Jackson Minute, then we could listen to that and record, and it wouldn't pick up. It would pick up our 
true interactions to it, and then I can sure. just double layer. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. The yeah. the good yeah, audio sure. on top. So yeah. maybe in the future we'll there do that. Go. Okay. Get some real good tech going on. Yeah. Good tech. High tech. Because mm-hmm. I would Mid like people tech. to. I would like to also include our response to whatever. Well, you guys kind of do things that you. I know, but in the like, like in as the, like if you laugh, like or if it says sure. something like, imid- yeah. yeah. No, better not let me have that whole minute to myself minute. without any of you guys. <laughs> One whole minute. Me. Right. Yeah. Please let the white males talk. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was thinking that very thing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> anyway. Are are you done with your Jackson minute? That was it. I'll sum up better next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, shall we move on to listening to the. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. I came ready with a tissue. I feel like this might take me a second to find, though. Okay, found it. Great. And so here is Lenny and I from a couple years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, four years ago, right near when we started the Eben and Montana Gallery. Mm Mm-hmm. Or have the cognitive dissonance of not working out and looking up to an athlete. <laughs> Pretty much the same as it is now. Yeah. <laughs> Literal crickets, though. That's why. Right no, but it's exciting to see like all the young <laughs> business people in Billings. Here we go. Like with Josh doing the dinner and yeah. It still feels super surreal opening up the coffee shop. I'm like, mm-hmm. I still kind of can't believe that that actually happened or that I did it or, you know, like, right. I don't know. It just doesn't seem quite real. But it, it, uh, it, there's tons of, like, just really good camaraderie and positive energy and inspiration for other people. Yeah. Like, there's so many people have come up and like, oh, man, it's so, like, so exciting. It just makes me want to do something, you know, just seeing it. Like, yeah, again, the people you hang out with are the people you will emulate. And so being around more of that inspires more people too. That's cool. You know, that if we can hold on to that, like together as business owners, and and we kind of remind ourselves that that's a big part of like what Eben and Montana Gallery is about, is being a place where like new creative ideas can happen. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about that the other day of like, why, what, you know, why are we doing this dinner and, um, or like future events? I, I'm so excited for all the different things that we can work together on. I don't know, there needs to be a, a place. Fostering that, yeah, fostering that idea and that energy. It sounds super morbid and weird, but I'm kind of excited for the day that like, like put a bullet in the coffee shop and like close it or whatever like they don't want it to grow forever and become like some giant monstrosity so even if we're crazy successful i think there'll still be a time that it's served its purpose and it's time for but that means like the reason i'm excited about that is because that means that it's time for something else and time for Mm -hmm. other new things to happen and i think there definitely there definitely is a problem of trying to hold on to good things for too long so i don't think it's anytime soon but just that future eventuality I guess that sooner or later things end but that's not bad either yeah you do you have see that to. one orange light right there that orange <laughs> light on that lamp that street lamp 
It's a reflection, isn't it? Is it a reflection? Okay. It's like on a street lamp, though. You a little tiny so light. Yeah, because there's a little. <laughs> there's another next one. To it, so. like... Is it a reflection? <laughs> it was like swinging around it. It almost looked like it was like on a string around it for a while. But now there's because there's two that were really bright. There's just that one. Weird. Must be a reflection. Pat I, likes little okay. bugs. <laughs> I think I think we should just keep this yeah, recording and not do <laughs> giant like bugs. the perfect one, and In so that we can have our commentary on top <laughs> of this. Like what is it? All right, sorry. Um, like yeah, Andy it's and Parks and Rec, when it's like, what? <laughs> it's was a that? long ways away, is though. Is that a goose? It's very reflective. Oh, no, it was a paper <laughs> very reflective. <laughs> it could have been a goose. Um, Let's go see. Yeah, so... I'm, I'm sure I'm less interactive with them than I would be if somebody who I <laughs> judged differently. So then I guess that's some self-evaluation to be like, why why do I judge people differently? And, um... Or people I'm expecting to be into coffee. <laughs> I've had two different things happen. People I've expected to be into coffee that I treat like they are and totally aren't. And people that I don't at all expect to be into coffee and I treat like they aren't. <laughs> and then they really are. <laughs> and so that's always kind of like, oh, oops, sorry. Okay, is any of this interesting oh, anymore? I you and made judgment calls. Okay, um, man, I've had that in here. the art gallery. And, uh... What did you think? Tyler and I had listened to this like a month ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe it would have been weirder before we had finally actually closed. Yeah, it was really weird. I feel like I haven't changed very much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, also... My voice sounded different, I feel like, than it does these recordings. I mean, listening to it now, it's like... Well, in some ways, like, you haven't really put the nail in the coffin. That's true, yeah. All that you've done is put the nail in the coffin of our... Yes, of our love. (laughs) Of our love. (laughs) Our love child. I was just thinking how, one, we have always defined successful differently, you know, but we were really successful. And in one of those definitions is relationships, you know, and that's the main thing. And I'm not just trying to be cheesy because it's a really nice night and you're here, but I was just like, uh, if that's the only thing we walked away from, because it, you are not a person that we would have just naturally like forged this deep intense friendship with and then god had us do this thing and you were next to us and then this happened and like we feel so close to you and our lives are better because we know you and our kids' lives are better and it's just like well that's successful that's huge and that's you know if that was it honestly i mean it if that was it that's worth it and i think that together we have we did like continue to do all those things for four years Years. alongside each other like event after event that made a big difference for people and i don't know if we i like to think we made your life better but i know you guys made you you made our life a lot better whether we wanted you to or not you forced us to do waffles we wouldn't have done that if that wasn't you waffles every day yep <clears throat> For those of you who don't know, Tyler was going to be the one making waffles every single day. <laughs> he said, I'll come in. I'll do it. I think for two days he did. Two I'm, pretty, days. I'm pretty sure a little longer than that. Than I'm two pretty days. sure it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it was really great, well, though. I do Whether it was a week or whether it was two days, it doesn't matter. But I do remember one point being like, where is Tyler? <laughs> we have waffles <laughs> to make. And you had decided we could handle it at that point. So just hmm. really... Let us spread our wings and fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and art walks and events and yeah it was really good for us we i got to do some fun catering i got at least two yeah. gigs just from people seeing the art walk stuff or the private event that you did mm -hmm. and they'd be like who did the food and that was really special oh, for nice. me and yeah. Yeah. yeah did you think you had said those exact words lenny I guess yeah. From what you, I was, I was kind of. <laughs> I guess I was expecting a little more. <laughs> based on Tyler and I's reaction. Yeah, based on your guys' reaction to it. I yeah, like, I oh, think yeah, I think I like a month ago when we listened to it, it, it was, was just a lot more raw. Yeah, it really yeah. was but, because we were coming off of. We listened to it on a Sunday. Yeah. And we had talked that Tuesday. Yeah. About maybe should we actually do this, you know? And to hear you say. And now I've spent that multiple you're days in for the it. middle of the night. Getting the other shop ready. And yeah. Going. So yeah. Going. So I, all right. Cool. And <laughs> the truth is, is like I walk into your guys's space at at Wise Wonders, um, and like it pains me to say this, but it's it's the right space for you. I, mm. I feel like, and um, like I hope, and I think that this will be the case like that Eben will grow into like what all that it was ever that it was potential to be except that you're losing me right. as your yeah. next door neighbor yeah. Yeah. but and yeah I think and, it will and I think it maybe it did maybe we peaked already and we don't know we'll just ride the rest of this COVID roller coaster and see what happens you know in this building but it was really special to hear Lenny um, recount the stories at that last story night about yeah. Yeah. Eben, about the impact that we made and the people we affected. And it just kind of hit me that night when he came home and told me about it, that it the building is so special to me. I am going to cry when I hand my key to Marsha. I just know it. Yeah. And I love that spot. I have so many amazing memories there. Yeah. But it's not the spot, you know, it's, it's the culture that we've created around us and mm -hmm. our, you know, and our amazing team and our friendships. And so hearing people say again and again, like what you and Lenny have created, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Like we couldn't have done it without everybody else too. And hopefully that just yeah, follows us wherever we're at, you know? So I think in that respect, it will, it will be exactly what it's supposed to be because we're not changing what we believe in. And that was pretty cool. So I was a mess <laughs> at mm. that story night. Mm. I yeah. Could hardly. That whole day was mm. so stupid. <laughs> it was heavy. It was a really heavy day. So, like, I was there, you know, in the morning, and I start, I'm sitting there in the window, just like having my coffee, and just, it's your last day, and I'm tearing up and choking and like have to go into the gallery and everything and then and then I go on a drive with um, Jeremiah and catch up with him a little bit and I come back and it's everything's gone yeah. and yeah. I was like I was like don't go in just close the door <laughs> pretend like it's all still on the side of the door I can't just believe don't, how... don't look over there mm. it got moved out so fast yeah, it, it was for so real weird yeah. to be like it was like two and a half hours and like the yeah. whole store was gone I was like Oh, yeah. I felt like building it out took a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> it took us a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, if we want, I could now go 
this that reminds me so much of this short little essay the movie of, one. of Chesterton yeah. on being moved. Yeah. Like when I walked back again. in, I was like, "This is this Chesterton's is... essay on." <laughs> um, gotta find it. I don't know if we can easily pause or not, but um, we do have children that need a quick bedtime. Or are we just yeah. gonna let them just stay up? Great. <laughs> I'll go either way. That's well, I think I've actually I've actually heard most of this one before, so I could probably pop it in. Okay. Okay. So it's just you and me, Jaxie. All right. Okay. So this is. Um, I'll try to not maybe read the whole thing. It's not very long, though. No, you should read it. Okay, so this is on being moved. Um, I am trying to... Or I am sitting and trying to write this article in a room with nothing in it except a dining room table, a kitchen chair, and a dislocated bookcase. There are no carpets, but plenty of dust. I write with an old chalk pencil on such pieces of wallpaper, etc., as I can find lying about. I try to imagine myself to be a starving genius in a bare garret, a man brilliant indeed, but, alas, embittered against his kind. The illusion is periodically disturbed by the entrance of enormous men with green baize aprons who tramp in and out, taking things away. So they're moving him out. They would take away my chair, but for the formidable necessity of carrying me away in it, mm-hmm. a task from which the most enormous shrink. But sideboards and pianos melt away at their lightest gesture, and bedsteads simply flee before them. Like some landslide, chair by chair, uh, what is it that Tennyson says in the pretty lyric about Amphion? I get up and go to the list dislocated bookshelf to verify the quotation, but... There is no dislocated bookshelf. They've taken it away. I come back to my writing table and sit down again. I wonder what the Dickens I shall write about. I am not the Dickens who could write about anything. Mm. I get up again and go to the window. A white morning mist chokes either end of the road and veils Battersea Park, which I love and leave, making it like the ghost of a greenwood. I am glad it is not what people call fine weather. There is something merciful and proper in this cloud and twilight Mm. on the borderland between two lives. For the modern fate has befallen me. I'm moving to the country. I'm going into exile. Into England I am going. I am going, if indeed I go, for all my mind is clouded with a doubt. Why am I haunted with scraps of Tennyson? Especially now that they've taken away the bookcase and I cannot spell the island of Avalon, Avilion, or something like that. Avilion is a very nice place, situated in Buckinghamshire. But, like Arthur, after his final battle, battle, I feel it fitting that a vapor should veil the moment of passing, the slipping through from state to state. Uh, Tennyson again. Hades, the place of shadows, of which the pagan poets sang, is not our state after death, It is simply death itself, the instant of transition and dissolution. In the end, the dim, beneficent powers will take the cosmos to pieces all around me, as my house is being taken to pieces now. I am glad that a cloud sits on Battersea to cover this monstrous transformation. I go back to my writing table, at least 
I do not exactly go back because they've taken it away. With silent treachery, while I was meditating on death at the window, I sit down on the chair and try to write on my knee, which is really difficult, especially when one has nothing to write about. I feel strangely grateful to the noble wooden quadruped on which I sit. For who am I that the children of men should have shaped and carved for me four extra wooden legs besides the two that were given to me by the gods? For it is the point of all deprivation that it sharpens the idea of value. And perhaps this is, after all, the reason of the riddle of death. In a better world, perhaps we may permanently possess and permanently be astonished by that possession. Isn't that so good? In some strange estate beyond the stars, we may manage at once to have and to enjoy. But in this world, through some sickness at the root of psychology, we have to be reminded that a thing is ours by its power of disappearance. With us, the prize of life is one great glorious cry of the dying. It is always moramaturi te salutant. We about to die salute you. At the four corners of our human temple of happiness stand a lame man pointing to one road and a blind man, blind man worshiping the sun, a deaf man <laughs> listening for the birds, and a dead man thanking God for his creation. I begin to be moved. I perceive that there are many mysteries concealed in that kitchen chair. That chair may truly be called, as they say in the colleges, the chair of philosophy. I stride up and down the room, rejoicing in the divine meaning of chairs. I wave away with wild gestures that merely dingy and spiteful democracy which consists in declaring that every throne is a, only a chair. A true democrat, a true, <coughs> sorry. The true democracy consists in declaring that every chair is a throne. I return rapturously to the chair, but I do not sit down in it. Wisely, because it is not there. It's been taken away. I sit down on the floor, which the enormous workmen assure me, with elephantine courtesy that they will not for the they will not want for the present. What is it, then, that makes it impossible to write anything connected or intangible today? It is not mere interruption. I wrote my first criticisms of books in an office with two typewriters going at once and clerks rushing in and out every five minutes. It's not mere discomfort. I have in my youth written articles in the middle of the night, leaning against the stall of a hot potato man. It is not for me to say that the articles were good, but they were as good as anything else I have ever written. No, it is Battersea. I have the strongest and most sensible reasons in the world for going into the country. Going into the country is a joyful thing, but leaving London is a sad one. Here, at least, you have a harmless alphabetical paradox, one admitted by the souls of all sane men and women. It is glorious to become a man, but pathetic to leave off being a child. It is jolly to become a married man, yet it is depressing to leave off being a bachelor. Permit to us, who pass from one state to another, something of the pathos that is to be permitted to those who... Uh, that approach to death. We are happy to go into the country, but we are unhappy to leave the town. I am leaving the most living part of London, 
the most romantic, most realistic, the burrow that has led the people. I'm leaving the burrow of Battersea. I cannot write of that. I cannot write of anything else. When I forget thee, O Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its cunning. That is, let it forget how to write, in blue chalk, on old wallpaper, an article about nothing at all. That's really good. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Sarah and uh, Kayla went and grabbed the two comfy chairs out of your space on the last day and pulled them up into the window so they could sit like they yeah. had sat so many times like Aww. through their whole pregnancies yeah. and then the, the, like the big core part of their friendship and you know yeah. like, like, that was really the chairs that in the close. certain spaces you know that. yeah it's especially I liked the part when the weather fits his you know how he's feeling yeah I really appreciate that when the weather mirrors how I'm lamenting yeah or rejoicing yeah yeah and it's interesting too how sometimes it's rain can be very um rejoiceful I guess it's not always morose and mm-hmm. is that the right word morose yeah, macabre either anyway yeah that was really good It's hard though, especially in light of current events, you know. And but this is this is good. Current events in my life, I guess, not current events like politically, but right. Yeah, who knows about that? Who, who knows? <laughs> it's for a different day. Yeah. Lenny, the the part in this that I that I really like that you weren't here for is um, he says you know for it is for it is the point of all deprivation that it sharpens the idea of value Mm -hmm. and perhaps this is after all the reason of the riddle of death in a better world perhaps we may permanently possess and permanently be astonished at that at Mm -hmm. possession in some strange estate beyond the stars, we may manage at once to have and to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, it sucks. But that here, we don't seem to be able to do that without the reminder mm-hmm. from the, the deprivation of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Do you, do you think you can fully enjoy, like fully, when you see someone else lose that? And does that make sense? Like, do you think you can... I guess how I interpret that is that you, you can't always fully enjoy what you have but when you see someone else lose what you have does it have the same effect oh i would think so are you able then to almost and i don't know what he's alluding to but like almost like heaven on earth now you know like are you able to in in a moment if you can hang on to it appreciate what you have since you see in your neighbor or your friend i would i think that there are times where we are able to have and to enjoy i think so too it's just that we tend the tendency is is for us to grow bored with what is yeah and unappreciative yeah of what is absolutely and so i think all he's saying is like that tendency is something that 
we have to continually goad ourselves and remind ourselves to be grateful. How do you do that? And that deprivation kind of reminds us, there's that sharp point to remind us of. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the idea of like the memento mori, Mm -hmm. you know, like keeping us, whatever it is, um, whether it's a skull or, you know, for you, you just got this tattoo that is functioning perhaps in kind of that same way that reminds you and I have no doubts that at some point you know I lose my cool or I forget something yeah. and you know I, you don't always see it I've done the same thing with bracelets and things like that before where like this will remind me you know and it does for a season and then you kind of get used to seeing it yeah for sure every day um but I definitely wanted this idea to be a part of me forever you know so and I you just I just watched a friend lose the best thing ever you know and I'm so thankful for what I have and I feel like I can have and enjoy you know but it's still even in that even knowing it it's still a struggle you know to bring yourself back to it and yeah and this you know that's a very that's like the the height of it I think I know that's why saying goodbye to Evan is not it's not nearly as hard as it would have been if we'd done it a month before you know Mm -hmm. so Again, it's not saying goodbye to Evan. It's because you guys are continuing. For me, it is because as we were setting up or letting employees set up, we found ourselves invested for sure, but not near as invested as the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to do what we wanted that first time. We spent a month with Ty and Johnny and Gus and Macy and and you, tons of people. Um, Max came and painted the the bathrooms. I mean. And I mean, there was so, but I needed a hand in all of it. I needed to know where, you know, and this time I'm like, Alex has an idea and I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Run with it. You Mm -hmm. know, because it's just not mine anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? So for me, I'm very excited about going forward. I'm very excited about Evan still being, you know, and doing some other cool things, similar and different to what we had before, but it won't be the same. And it is for me a very different business you know so yeah what are you thinking pyro for those of you who can't hear Lenny's playing fire (laughs) (laughs) well they can hear but I don't know that they can see right (laughs) no yeah it was totally different we're like oh hey yeah that first store was like everything that we wanted to do and especially having Alex take such a hand in, like, getting this space organized and, like, straightened out and stuff. We're like, oh, kind of like... Well, and even starting not it. Not all the way, like, passing the torch, but, like, you know, just... Sarah was so... <clears throat> oh, yeah, Sarah in, was huge in, in yeah, getting that started, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I talked to her after we got the initial, mm-hmm. maybe this won't happen, you know? And she and I were both like, yeah, we can do it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it, you know? And... Then yeah. I just, I pulled a Tyler and just like, just did it. let her have the rest of that and excitement. <laughs> I provided the inspiration. I like to think. No, but it's been, it's been great to have other people feel like they have, it's their spot now, you know? So I'm excited to see what comes next. Excited for free parking? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To some level? Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, you guys have those beautiful trees mm. and outdoor oh, patio yeah. for yeah. people. Like, I think it's going to, once it catches on, yeah. I think I think that everybody walking in is going to be like, oh, this is just, this is like better. Yeah. I've had to have some people be like, oh man, it really looks like Eben in here now. Yeah. You know, and so, I, was like, I was like, even more so than I expected it to. Yeah. It looks like, I'm like oh, oh, this is yes. our store. Yeah. We moved everything over. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. This is all yeah. over. And the light it's is great. amazing. Yeah, the light's yeah. I mean... The, the only thing that's hard for me is, like, this sort of, this insecurity of, like, will people walk in here and be like, oh, they, they, Tyler was holding them back. No. Oh, kind of thing. no. I'm not I just saying that, because, so. yeah, that's the, the nice friend thing to say, like, oh, no, Tyler, we love you, we have great forever. Like, there's absolutely no way. In fact, when I re- like think of all the stories that like what made Eben continue to grow, it was your inspiration. You helped us keep getting bigger and growing, and so yeah, it was very symbiotic at the least, if not just you helping us. <coughs> oh, bless you! Wow, that's excessive. Well, it was, <laughs> and it is some of the best. Yeah. I mean, God, just listening back to that recording, yeah. and I wish. I, like I feel like in the last two years, we haven't done a lot of events together. But remember, in those in those first yeah. two years, oh, we did a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like after the, that, it's kind know, of the benefit of having to get people's attention and like struggling to get by. It's like, okay, what well, what can we do next? What yeah. can we, what's the next thing we can do to yeah <laughs> to bring people through and get them to pay attention and perk up? And... Yeah, and now both businesses, my gallery and yours like might kind of be in that same position again where we can we get to be creative in whole new ways like Mm -hmm. I have some ideas now of like I kind of want to do something maybe that would be called like the last supper yeah you were telling me about that yeah it sounds amazing yeah where we it's like a charcuterie dinner yeah kind of mixed with storytelling yeah that kind of thing yeah I love it yeah so I might mostly because I love charcuterie but (laughs) no that sounds really good and there's something really intimate about sharing a need with someone. Everyone needs to eat. And yep. when you share that, you, like, break bread with people, and it just connects you immediately, yep. you know? And so that's really cool. Let me see real quick where we're at time-wise, because I'm not sure. Thanks for all of this. So. Yeah. Podcasting especially. I think it's it's turning into some fun stuff. I, yeah, fun. I'm yeah. so glad that we have this going. We got this started. Us. Yeah, yeah. Keep us in, like keeps us so drifting together apart. yeah and we're not gonna drift apart um i okay so i just went camping um the last night and um one of the questions that i've been asking people a little bit because jesse was here and mm-hmm. we can we can answer some of his questions too if you want but i thought it was interesting he you know he, he walks in and he's with several of my friends that he's meeting for the first time, his first two questions are, uh, what do, so like Jaxie, what do people get wrong about you? Mm. And, um, what do you, what do you wish people knew about you? And I think those are okay questions, (laughs) but it made me, so I'd, I'd be up for talking more about those, but my question would be, and this comes from reading the message version of the new Testament. And instead of the golden rule being kind of written like uh, do unto others as you would have done 
as you would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, it says something like, what do you wish was happening in the, what do you wish people were doing for you? And then go, go do that for others. Yeah. So, and I like thinking of it. I think that that's a pretty interesting way of thinking of that. Why? Uh, because it causes me to think about what do I, so my question to you or, um, and you Lenny would be like, what do you wish people were doing for you or for the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then go do it. Is that the thing? That's kind of, that's yeah. hopefully what it would lead to. Right. Yeah. It just, the thing that I'm thinking of, and I'm not trying to like skip the question at all, but like, is the, why are you doing that then? You know? Um, cause you know how everything for you lately is, uh, GK, mm. right? Everything for me lately has been Enneagram, mm-hmm. um, which is your fault actually originally. So you, you had us all take the test. Mm. Was that like three years ago? Great. That's it, so funny. Cause I'm so you're so, so not a doer. <laughs> you you don't, but you remember you were like gung ho enneagram. Kind kind of. Yeah, but you were like you've got to take this test and what type are you and all that. And at the time I was yeah. so like, uh, psh, psh, can't uh, type me. Right. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a two yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But what what made me think of it is just like your motivation for doing things is uh. is huge, you know. So if you do anything with expectation that it will be reciprocated. That's not the right motivation to do it, mm. you know? If you do something so that everyone will praise you or like, oh, look at or the great me. things I've yeah. done, you know? Or because if you don't, you're not valuable and without being valuable to society or the world or your closest loved ones and you're not worth anything, then that's not right either, you know? Mm-hmm. So that just had me thinking of that, the way you sure. phrased the question of like, well, I do, I, I do that. I struggle with that as a type two of... Uh, what like I will do for someone and then I'm like oh but why wouldn't you reciprocate you know and then I have to check my heart and go yeah so that's where this question I think is pretty vulnerable in that it's not or it it potentially so like maybe you don't even have to answer the question on here but I think it is worth knowing yeah because so I asked it to Jesse and he was like, oh, yeah, I do like that question. He, he His thing was like, I just wish that people would show up more. Because, like, he he hosted um, for years a men's group at his house. Yeah. And then when he and Ashley had to move, he, he wished that people would have showed up. Yeah. Of course, he didn't ask. So, like, there's that. But... The, the, but there is part of this question is it's like kind of at your in your heart of hearts what do you wish so like i i long for that people would just do this mm-hmm. and though they don't that is then what i am going to do for others mm. yeah does that so i feel like that's maybe a little different than yeah like why not i feel um, i'm do doing like the, i wish i was like at every downtown specialty business, like food business, all the time, and I like never go. Out. <laughs> like a couple times a year, we'll go to each of the like places that I would say like we, we even like like look up to or like respect. Is like, oh, these people are like about the quality of the food they're preparing. They're about the service. They're doing the thing. And I was like, I want people to come to our shop to experience stuff like that. 
but I so rarely make it out to do that at other places that I really am inspired by. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I don't know, that's the first thing that came to mind for <clears throat> for me of like I wish Billings did you know, paid attention to that more and like saw the quality more and saw the yeah. service more and you know, and so I was over at some friends um, at, at, at a person's house the other night and my, I started to realize more precisely my answer to that question and it, it was I was annoyed by them for being bad hosts mm-hmm. um, for not even attempting to get everybody involved in a in a conversation yeah. and affirm and create an environment where mm-hmm. everyone feels as though they can contribute to the conversation and I I realized that that was actually why that's what story night was was I went to this AA meeting and I was like I wish that there was more spaces like this I wish that I I, th- I came to this realization today like even this podcast and everything is like it comes from this desire to be heard. Yeah. But I also wish that not only for myself, but for others. Yeah. Like, yeah. so that would be kind of my answer. Or that's one of my answers to, to that question. Right. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot. It's not just one thing, you know, but yeah, I think I, after having kids, it is really hard to have, to feel like there's snap judgments made about uh, who I am because I have kids. And that, so I have tried to extend what I wish was extended to me more yeah. of like, it, it, it happens more naturally to women, but to anyone to go, your first impressions are important, but also I don't know everything about you the first time I meet you and those snap judgments can really set in your mind this person is this way yeah. and I feel and a lot of it has to do with my I need to believe the best about people that's probably not what they think about me oh she's just a mom you know like and it's hard to to not you know be I guess defensive all the time of that because I am a mom and I love it you know uh, but it is so it's so very difficult to cultivate these little personalities and these little interests in this individual while not losing my individuality Uh and I I get a little defensive when I feel dismissed yeah that people are just like oh you're a mom how's Uh how's kids and that's the end of their interaction with me not how are you what's new with you what's you know and again don't get me wrong I absolutely love to I could talk about my children for ever you know and so I love that but so I never talk about your children with you. <laughs> That's true. Generally, yeah. Anyway, so I try to go, what are other interests this person has? You know, like, what else yeah. am I, you know, not seeing or asking them about? Right. And specifically for moms, too, I just am like, what else drives you? You know, because mm. I know it's not just sales on diapers, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's... <laughs> That's exciting, too, but... <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Not that I don't have an opinion about right. <laughs> any of those things, yeah. <clears throat> but there's just more, more to it than that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think especially culturally, that's been you know relegated more to 
moms than dads or how I like dads get credit for literally anything that we do <laughs> yeah. moms are just like expected to do it yeah <laughs> and dads do it they're like oh wow what a what great, a great guy, guy. Yeah. you just kept your children alive for a full day <laughs> and it's like like extra praise for like things that are just like base minimum expectations on women <laughs> yeah yeah that's a whole nother podcast but that's a really good question tyler thank you mm-hmm. yeah I also like that first one from Jesse too. What do people get yeah. wrong about you? What did you answer for that? You know, see, I I was thinking about this. I I think that part of my recent, like some of the reasons maybe why I would even say that I don't care too much about Enneagram and is, well, it, it kind of is also Chesterton. It's kind of like in one of the essays he says, if there's any sermon I would ever preach, it would be, it would be that people don't enjoy themselves too much. And what he means by that is he says like, enjoy things outside of yourself. Um, enjoy, you know, like dance and drinking and like even enjoy, um, bad things before you like get so caught up in, just constant constantly looking at yourself which i so i think that it it can all be good but talking to daniel too about this he talks about how like when we when we become christians we actually it's it's not that we should be so caught up in our own past it's that we are a new creature Mm -hmm. a new creation and so something like Enneagram might be really helpful to kind of like realize like, oh, why did I just snap in that way? Or why did I react in that way? Like, oh, it's because of this. But I think we should always be looking to, I guess what I'm liking more about Christianity is, or this idea of I'm looking to Jesus for not how, not understanding how I like, got to where I am but looking to him for what's the next thing of how I should yeah respond the, the to new creation or, yeah, that I'm being formed into, into yeah. Right. rather than being so caught up in when my did, past. I think we were talking recently about just the things like how you how you perceive yourself and then how many times do people like their friends around you have to say like the opposite before you finally like oh wait I'm not that way anymore like because we were talking mainly about like I like I'm, I'm an angry person and then some people are like oh I never see you as an angry person like hmm. and you just like don't believe that because that's been the like super core to like how you viewed yourself for such a long time and they're like oh wait how many people have to tell me that they don't see me as that to help me realize like that's not who I am anymore like I've become something different in this yeah. time of trying not to be or trying to be something different to be something you know so so then that makes it hard for me to like I, I don't put a lot of thought into how how are people perceiving me right yeah at my best I would say but it was funny because Jesse the other day said I, I said what do, what do you think like for me and he's like I think that people um, probably don't realize how philosophical you are mm-hmm. and I thought, no, I don't think so. Like everybody, my everybody, um, I 
think of like I'm pretty sure everybody kind of thinks of me that way but then going over to some of his friends place that are a little older that kind of knew me from sure. like three or four years ago yeah and I'm kind of like Jesse's younger cousin who whatever I was like oh maybe this is what <laughs> sure. he means yeah like yeah, yeah. it's wild how much of a reality is, reality is defined by the group or the things we're paying attention to like even like the people that are like super about politics and like they pay attention to that every single day versus people like never ever look at it you know or like how your friend group or your social group yeah like just sees the world and influences how you see the world I don't know it's just like wild how just think like if you were picked up and set in a different environment a different social group or a different like attention your attention was posted on a different thing like how quickly would that change just the person you are? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think and we went really over time. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Crazy. good. Okay, yeah. We are. Good discussions. Over time. Yeah. yeah. My pyrofire is big enough now, I suppose. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. I'm glad that we listened to that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being my neighbors for four years and um, some of my best friends mm-hmm. and um, I mean you've been super inspirational too because there's definitely been times that I'm like how is he so optimistic about when you're <laughs> even just like I've been a professional artist for ever since I was basically a teenager like that's been paying your bills i'm like that's like what how <laughs> like that's that's inspirational in, at, by itself but just to be like you just have some like also some like i don't want to say blind faith but just like the trust of, like oh hey we'll do something and we'll figure it out and the bills will get paid and they'll be okay yeah and that's been mm. encouraging to i don't know just be around and the times that I get to the point that I'm like, ah, oh, we need to just have a set, solid income that is reliable and all those things. And be like, ah, no, that's not what it's all about. <laughs> that's not the... <laughs> well, man, hanging out with this Brett Alexander for the last... Just just camping last night, that's how he, like, more than anybody that I know, that's how he is. Like, he's yeah. constantly, like, just, like, he'll... Some idea comes to him in the moment, and he buys a plane ticket to wherever. And mm. somehow, I mean, he somehow he just makes it work. Somehow he makes it work. Like, but he just kind of follows his maybe maybe kind of follows his bliss kind of thing, you know, or does the right thing for the right reason again and again and again. It seems like, and when those two things are aligned, I think. It's like you have an infinite amount of energy when when it's the right thing right. for the right reason. Yeah, that's true. And if it's the wrong thing for the right reason, you're going to run into some problems. If it's the right thing done out of fear, right. then you're like pushing a boulder up a hill. Yeah. Trying, like It's just not going to work. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, that's really good. So, all right. It's a long one. It is. <sighs> I love you guys. I love you too. Okay. Patreon.com slash Lenny and Tyler. Lenny and Tyler at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with us in either of those ways. Heck yeah. 
All right. Thanks for listening. Be good to yourselves.